Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. As we get going here in 2022, we start another year of the Babcock Dairy Plant being under construction at UW-Madison. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Department of Food Science Chair and Professor Scott Rankin gives us an update on that construction. Well, it continues on. Um, you know, they, they're, everyone's pushing really hard to reach the end of this construction process. It really has been over a decade from, you know, conception to where we're at now, and it will be more, over a decade by the time all the dust settles. Construction goes on unhindered, though. They're pushing hard to complete all the tasks at hand. The um, Center for Dairy Research um, side of this is, uh, you know, much of it is complete. There still is a substantial amount that is not. So they're slowly, you know, migrating, you know, back into those spaces. Just a few months ago in October, they finally started construction on the dairy plant itself, so Babcock Dairy. And so the last few months has been nothing but uh, dust and jackhammers. And uh, the original issue that catalyzed the construction process was that Babcock Dairy, after you know, then 50 plus years of manufacturing, 60 years, this infrastructure was dissolving, right? And it's a dairy plant. And they use lots, lots of different chemistries for cleaning and sanitizing and so forth and against tile and cement and iron infrastructure. And that combination over 60 years is not good, right? And so much of the fun, you know, foundational elements of the floors, the walls, and so forth has just degraded to the point where the utilities weren't safe. We couldn't maintain a hygienic state as you know without exorbitant you know expenses. We had some years where we had refrigerant losses that would counter our entire operating budget practically. So it was like an old car, right? It's like think of a car that's 60 years old. It needs a lot of attention. To drive it safely, so the, so the point of that construction there is it's they're taking it down to like pretty much nothing, right? So some pillars and things like that because the the native floor was and 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 rebar and other elements of the original flooring and so forth was so damaged because over sixty years of construction that they're they're rebuilding all of that. So again, they're down to the cement and. And so it's quite a dramatic construction in the, in the dairy plant. Yeah, well, I guess it's important that America's Dairyland has a state-of-the-art dairy facility to counter its other Big Ten dairy counterparts. When is the estimated completion date? So currently, it's end of September of this of 2022. So just just under a year left before Babcock Hall is is uh, the dairy plant is fully you know operational again. Those dates have migrated, you know, terrifically depending on what they get into, right? So, so they'll start some deep construction, uh, another phase of of the building project, and they'll discover something that they hadn't anticipated, and that puts us back another month, another particular design change, and so forth. So, tentative for September of next year, hopefully sooner, but we have to be realistic and that there's a lot of. Uh, deconstruction that needs to occur and 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 so we'll see what they get into but that's that's the plan about a year from now 
we should be fully open and operational. In the meantime, to meet the student demand, alumni demand for ice cream and cheese and milk, and also the demand of uh, grocery stores, convenience stores that carry Babcock products in store, you have had to work off-site. Yeah, so that's right. So we, um, when we realized that we would be shut down for some time, we worked to bank as much product as we could. So ice cream can have a shelf life of 12 to 18 months, you know, cheeses or you know, aged cheeses and so forth. So we manufactured a lot of those. And so we live off of that for some time. We also work with manufacturing partners in the community to to um, sort of co-manufacture our product. And that's been a good you know, association uh, over this last, you know, two plus years or so that we've been down as a manufacturing venue. So um, so it's that combination that's gotten us through the downtime. As production goes on, uh, you guys face some of those same supply chain issues that uh, other private manufacturers have been experiencing during the pandemic. How has supply chain been for you guys? How has uh, procuring ingredients gone? Mm. Yeah, good question. We're we're not exempt for any of the hiccups that anyone any other manufacturer sees. Some fundamental things of plastic and paper and labels, containers, uh, different flavors. All those things have been uh, hit, right? And so we've come up with a series of contingency plans and challenges. And you know, unfortunately, we've run out of some product in some seasons. Uh, summertime is quite busy for us. You know, certainly Babcock ice cream, and it is what it is, right? We're doing the best we can to sort of get through these challenges and working with our suppliers. But uh, again, we're, we're no different than anyone else in this dynamic and doing our best to continue to make our core products and provide them for all of our clients, including students here on campus and our outlying uh, retail you know, outlets and things like that and retail partners. So it's been a challenge, no question. But uh, we feel that we've come to a, a manageable sort of design and what that looks like, given the constraints that the supply chain hiccups have presented. Is there a particular ingredient, maybe a flavor of ice cream that you have had to just say put it, put on hold because of either cost or just shortage? Nothing that specifically comes to mind, but but imagine if you have you're manufacturing a relatively simple product like vanilla ice cream. So that system is fairly well in place. But as you kind of go up the sophistication level and start adding more flavors, more inclusions, more variegates, unique packaging, so the risk of something not falling into place just continues to rise. So in general, those more sophisticated products are more difficult to provide consistently. Uh, there have been some unique products that, uh, in some sizes and things like that that have been a challenge too. So in some seasons, you know, Sim- even simple things like like Blue Moon ice cream and Dixie cups is you know things like that have been a little bit of a hiccup here and there. But in general, I think we've done you know remarkably well. Our our manufacturing staff have uh, done an excellent job in managing all of the shortcomings and hiccups and what ifs and how comes that the supply chain and uh, and and other issues have presented. So um, um, and we're hoping uh, you know knock on wood the supply chain issues. Uh, or slightly come unthawed a bit and we can get back to manufacturing, you know, kind of all things for everybody in terms of our dairy product, profile of dairy products that we manufacture. No pun intended with unthaw, right? (laughs) My next question for you, have you had to make any adjustments because of inflation's impact on cost? Have you had to raise prices, make cuts, anything like that? We need to uh, operate the dairy plant and dairy store. Those two entities are kind of coupled together financially and a process that does not lose money, right? So we cannot go into the red. We operate to 
manage that very carefully. So under quarantine and campus closed and so forth, there's some tough months in there. Now we're slowly starting to open. We see more business and so forth. So we're you know, we're like any business. We have to be thoughtful in what we manufacture, how we manufacture it. Um, so right now, we would typically be manufacturing seasonal products, um, you know, pumpkin spice, you know, candy cane, yeah. yeah, types of products, and those not so much because of supply chain issues. And just being more frugal, I guess, in our in the profile of project products that we have. So we're you know, we want to make sure that we have um, a well-worn path to make sure that we have vanilla ice cream, you know, chocolate ice cream, those core products. Some of the other ones, I think, are a little more risky, right, as I noted earlier. So we're cautious about that. We're also cautious about price increases and so forth. We need to be thoughtful and good financial stewards over the operation. In court, of course, that means prices have, have risen, but we also need to be respectful for the you know, 40,000 students here who, you know, enjoy Babcock products. And, uh, you know, so again, we work to strike that balance and look at that very thoughtfully. Speaking of students, I know how much you guys depend on a student workforce at the Babcock Hall store and the plant. How has the labor situation been? No, that's another good question. So um, when we're fully up and operational, we employ between 40 to 50 undergraduate students in the operations so it's a it's quite a quite a bit and we give them you know exposure and experience to dairy manufacturing many of them are food science students or they want to go into a career of dairy manufacturing so we we work with them to get exposure to various operations but indeed it's been a challenge so again we're under construction uh, so we're not manufacturing currently you know as of this month manufacturing product in the plant dairy store business is slowly getting more and more interest uh, it's a challenge though i think people many of those those undergraduates lived for you know two years under quarantine you know so to come from that back into a busy dairy store operation is a bit of a transition I think if we asked any business in this area they'd all have they all relate challenges in finding help finding good help good labor and so we're not immune from such pressures as well we work with the students and and we have again an excellent staff who work very thoughtfully and carefully to make sure that things are here and up and operational and everything's in good shape and to manage the challenges that present to the students. Uh, vaccination rates and COVID rates on campus are are in pretty good shape and there are systems on campus that surveil right, like how, where COVID is at. And if students get an exposure or test positive, they're facing a quarantine, right? And so, and how do you do that, right, as a business where you've got to open tomorrow morning at eight? So, so yeah, all these things get sort of worked into a complex system of management. But again, I very much tip my hat to our the, the dairy store and dairy plant um, um, workers here that have done an excellent job to navigate through that as best they can. That's what's happening now. I want to look forward now. Dairy Innovation Hub money, how that's impacting you guys. What are you looking forward to? New hires. What can you tell us right now about that situation in regards to the food science department and the Center for Dairy Research? Yeah, so the Center for Dairy Research, um, I mean, things are going great guns there. They have uh, Everyone, I think, is very cautious about what is coming next and recognize that if we were to go up there now, there's still no office space finished up there. So, so their personnel are kind of scattered here and there. And so we're still not, even CDR is not fully operational now, but we're all looking at the future thinking, okay, you know, let's get in the queue for success in the, in the future and so forth. As, to, as far as food science goes, um, like any department in, in the college or on campus, you know, we, 
we're working hard to figure out how to get through the challenges that are presented by this, you know, the, the shadow of this pandemic that seems to be around every corner. Um, so it affects um, faculty, students, staff. We're all sorting out this new kind of equilibrium. Um, this fall, of course, campus opened the doors for face-to-face -face teaching again, and that's a great thing. I think we're all super happy to see each other, and and but it's also again these students have been not here for so long. It's it's almost like having freshmen again and helping them get sorted out to the pressures of being on campus and roommates and all that stuff. So. So we've been cautious, you know, and I think thoughtful and conservative about what getting back into the groove of, of a pre-pandemic way of doing business here in the department. Um, you mentioned the Dairy Innovation Hub, so um, so we're grateful for all those that, that pushed hard to enable the Dairy Innovation Hub. I think it's a, a terrific investment in the future. We're looking at a hire right now for our department in the Dairy Innovation Hub and compliment to those that have gone in to nutrition and other departments in the you know across the college as well as Platteville, UW Platteville and River Falls. The individuals that they've hired there are excellent and uh, we already have you know grants in motion, research in motion. The Dairy Innovation Hub primarily is an investment in faculty. It's a very unique gesture that the that our state approved. My opinion of it is we're allowed to go get like the dream team, right? We're allowed to go get rock stars from all over the world that'll lead us into a very, very, very bright future of innovation in dairy. And so, you know, no one really comes out and says that maybe, I, I don't know, but, but it, that's kind of how I view it, right? So let's look at this 10 years from now and just just based on who we've hired in the last year, they are indeed rock stars and they will have discoveries and innovations and and make contributions to dairy that will have enormous effects. And it's all right right here in Wisconsin at Madison, Platteville, and River Falls. And I think it's a great design for a very healthy future, the Dairy Innovation Hub. Scott Rankin along with us. He's the food science professor and department chair at UW-Madison. He says the food science department specifically has just hired faculty in food chemistry, fermentation, and microbiology. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.